Welcome to episode two of the Puck and Sully podcast. With me, um, one of my best friends in Jimmy. Um, Jimmy with us here today. Uh, today is Valentine's Day as well, um, and it's snowing outside in Texas. Um, Jimmy, what'd you, what'd you do today? <laughs> what I did today, um, cooked up a nice little breakfast with my girlfriend uh, and quickly sent her home because she didn't want to get snowed in at my apartment. And... <laughs> Sadly, I'm now stuck here sipping on a leftover margarita, watching the snow come down, ready to talk some hockey. Some hockey. And then, then as always, my cousin and friend, Eric, uh, with us. What would you do today, Eric? Valentine's Day. Uh, well, I mean, I did some uh, I did some work, and then I went over to my mom's, and we kind of hung out and had lunch. And then I took my dog for a long walk through the snow in downtown. Ah uh, yes, um, that's that's pretty much what I did. I, I got done with work, and um, me and my me and my wife walked down to in the snow to Walmart get some snacks, and then came back home and and that's where I am now. Um, get this hockey stuff on the road. So how how much? Uh, I know Eric, you watched a lot of the games, if not all of the games. Jimmy, how much? How many Stars games did you uh, did you watch? Since we started, I guess, since the start of the I've, season. I've probably caught the tail end of at least four or five games. Uh, I mean, I've been, it seems like the games have been coming on at times where I'm most busy or when I'm coaching basketball games. So, well, yeah, so the big, yeah, the big thing that I do like is there's almost no gap. If you think about it, there's a gap that, like, if you ask yourself, did the Stars play yesterday? And if they didn't play yesterday, the odds of them playing that day. <laughs> It is very high. There's mm-hmm. not very many gaps. I think there's four or five gaps this season where they get a two-day break. So um, it's a wild season this year. And oh, I know, yeah. Eric, you've you've caught almost all of them. You maybe missed one. Yeah, I missed uh, last night's because I, I was I was very very drunk i was asleep <laughs> <laughs> there you go um yeah i i think i have not so i don't think i've missed one if i was at work because i know on one i had to watch it at work on a sunday and i just had my phone propped up next to my computer my work computer watching it and then if i'm driving home i'm listening to it on the radio i think i've caught in every game this season so far um and and they have been wonderful, but again, like always, we'll talk about the stars at the very end and get a little bit more in there. Um, so we're going to talk about like the standings right now, the the Wild West that is the division game standings where we're dealing with all the games are played are in division, nobody outside, so you're playing the same opponents over and over again. And we're going to go ahead and talk about, we'll start with the the most surprising one and talk about the Honda West with the St. Louis blues taking the top of the Honda West. Um, I think uh, Eric, you had, um, I think you were talking about Vegas being at the yeah. top of that one. Yeah. Um, I think that's the one that I gave for that just because Vegas has always been really good from what I've seen. So yeah, I mean, and like, and like we talked about last time, I don't know anything about the other team. So how are they doing? Am I correct? (laughs) Yeah, actually Vegas is second place. They have three games back from St. Louis, but they're only a point behind 
So okay. that means if they win the next game, they're in first and they mm-hmm. can still get a total of four points after that. So Vegas is doing really good. Um, Colorado's a little behind actually in third. Um, there's actually a bit of a gap, but I think mm-hmm. that's the look of it is St. Louis, Vegas, and Colorado are going to be taking that division and then a wild card in that division for, for that one. I think any of those teams can take fourth. Um, and then we got, uh, let talk about the Canadian division. Cause we got the number one for the Canadian division is Toronto. Toronto is looking fantastic. Um, number one, um, in the NHL right now, I believe actually right now, um, they're 11, three and one. Um, but followed up second place in the North division is Montreal. Like it, I don't even think Eric has mm-hmm. ever heard of any player from Montreal. So, uh, no, I couldn't about tell that. you. <laughs> uh, is Connor McDavid one of the players nope. up there? Nope, that's, Ed- that's Edmonton. That's Oilers. Swing I knew it was a Canadian team. <laughs> I got that much down. But um, I believe Jimmy said something about Edmonton taking that one, and they're in third. They're doing really good. Um, but Eric's guess on Vancouver, um, they're at they're second to last in that division. Um, mm. And, and like, and like we said, uh, Eric's Eric doesn't know much about these other teams other than, Hey, it's Vancouver. Um, they look good. Vancouver actually looks good, but in the division, um, they just, they're letting too many pucks go in. They have the most goals against in that division. And they're, they're second for goals. They're their first for um, goals against with 67 goals against in yeah, 18 you, games. You don't want that. That's not a stat you want to have. <laughs> You're trying to be a competitive team. You want to limit that. Yeah. Um, and then and then before we hit the stars, we're going to go to the, the East. And my prediction, holding strong, second place with the Philadelphia Flyers. Um. I think Eric, you said for this division, Washington. I think um, that is entirely possible. Um, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna double down on that. I think so, and I think Jimmy said Pittsburgh. I think that's what I remember. Um, yeah, but Philadelphia holding second, Boston of course holding first because Boston is Boston. Um, Islanders holding <clears throat> third, and Washington holding fourth, uh, with Pittsburgh right tied with them for fifth. Um, but that division is looking like anybody's game from Pittsburgh up. Um, and then let's talk about the real division that is pretty much anybody's game here right now is the central division with the stars. Our stars are sitting sixth. Tampa Bay Mm -hmm. is sitting first. Um, Tampa Bay sitting first with 21 points, 10 wins, two losses, and one overtime loss. Um, They are number one in the division for goals scored and number one in division for goals against. They don't let very many goals in, and they score a lot of goals, which is the key to winning, right? Yeah. (laughs) I I would say so. Score more than the other team. (laughs) Um, but every, almost everybody in the division is above 50%, except for Nashville and Detroit. Detroit's sitting at a measly four wins out of 16 games. Um, Dallas is looking 
good, but not uh, not able to finish. But again, we'll talk about that at the end. Um, so now that we've got the divisions uh, compared to what we presumed the records will be last time, um, mine are kind of holding <clears throat> up. Eric's wild cards are are actually some misses, some hits, and and mm-hmm. Jimmy's about middle of the pack as always. <laughs> all of always. his teams are all of his teams are like up in the top four of the divisions, but they're like they're holding on in the top four. They're in the hunt, and that's all I can ask for <laughs> at this point in the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so now let's let's move on to our kind of our league leaders for the situation uh, here. Um, we'll get into. Uh, our our stats, our goal scorers, and all that kind of stuff. So let's talk about let's talk about goals. I know you guys um, haven't been keeping up too much with other teams, unless you get a peek at at goals. But we're looking at the number one player right now. The number one and two is the duo from Edmonton, Connor McDavid and Leon Drysidle. Well, well, well. Who <laughs> would have guessed? If you, I at least watched the game. Um, Drysidel, I think, had six points, and McDavid had eight, or it was the other way around. Um, but one of them had eight points, one of them had six points. Like the two together are are ridiculous. Um, they lead the league in points with twenty eight points and twenty six points. The next person down has twenty two. So they're four points at least in head of the next one, and then it's a big drop off after twenty two. Um, we do still have, um, Joe Pavelski in the top 20 Mm -hmm. with 17 points. Um, so we got some, we got some stars love in the, in the top there. Um, I think it kind of drops off because I think the next person is John Klingberg for the stars. Um, also, I don't correct me if I'm wrong on this, but as of, I think last Thursday, I, um, during the Stars game, I think I heard them say Pavelski was the highest uh, scorer during uh, penalties this uh, year. Yeah, yeah, during um, power plays, I think he has the yeah, most power, power plays, play yeah. points this year. Yep, yeah, he so. is. He is. Um, I think it's going to be power play goals. He has okay. seven power play goals. goals. Power play points. McDavid beats him by one. Ooh. Mm. Well, um, but he has now. he has seven power play goals. Um, pretty, pretty, pretty good. Which is ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Seven power play goals in 12 games. He's almost... He's averaging a power play goal a game. I mean, a power play point a game. Almost. He's one one point behind, but still. Power play point a game. And he scored one last night, I believe, Mm -hmm. too. Yeah, he did. That boy just don't stop. (laughs) Monstrous. Um... Another thing we want to look at kind of right now is um, our, our goalies, because that's one big subject I want to talk about when we get to the stars subject is goalies. So our leaders in goalies for save percentage of goalies that actually count, um, who have played more than one or two games. We've got uh, Andre Vasilevsky for Tampa Bay Lightning, who's sitting at uh, under two goals a game. Um, which is really, really good. Uh, like we said before, the least amount of goals is 
is better. Um, you want to score more points than your team lets up. That is the common coach knowledge, yes. And mm-hmm. and we've got other these other goalies from other places, um, like Kevin Lankinen with Chicago. We we faced him uh, the other night when we were playing Chicago. Um, very very surprising to see a rookie like that come in and play as dominant for Chicago of any team um, to play as dominant as he's been. He's got he has six wins and two losses and three overtime <clears throat> losses. So he's above 50%. Um, another uh, goalie that they have is Malcolm Subban for Chicago. And that's where I thought Chicago's downfall would be, mm-hmm. would be their goalies. They lose Crawford. Um, they lose... Uh, man, I can't remember the other goalie they had the other the other year. Uh, Backwood mm-hmm. or something like that. Blackwood? I say, I, uh, Blackwood, no. yeah. I was not aware that P.K. Subban had a brother. And so when I was watching uh, the game and I was like, I was like, Subban? And I was like, like, P.K.? And then I, I looked and I was like, oh, did he switch to goalie? And I had <laughs> no idea. And I was like, no, there's no way. And so I looked it up and I was like, oh, okay. I was yeah. very confused. Yeah, and that's the Chicago's other goalie, Malcolm Subban. Really, he's, he's really good. Um, he's a little... Just barely below three goals a game let in, um, but he is—he's solid for what he was in Las Vegas because he played for Vegas for a little while for mm-hmm. their backup, and he didn't do too well. But he's definitely definitely showing up now. Um, going over to Toronto's backup, Jack Campbell, who used to be a former Dallas Star, um, is actually uh, has two wins out of the two games he's played. Um, Toronto, of course, is going to play um, their starter first, who is Frederick Anderson. Um, but but Jack Campbell is actually doing really good for Toronto up there uh, for backing up Frederick Anderson. Um, and, of course, to let Eric and Jimmy talk about it a little bit, especially right. Eric because he's watched every game, mm-hmm. we got Jake Ottinger. Yeah. Um, so who, I will say... Um... I'll go first. Um, I'll <laughs> please, say I was do. really surprised by how well Ottinger did. Like I wasn't expecting him to be terrible, but he's a rookie goalie. I didn't know anything about him because I don't. I mean, I barely keep up with the stars, and so I don't keep up with any other team or like the little minor league stuff either. So I just didn't have any expectations going into it. And then when I watched him. I was like, he's not bad. Now he does have um, some weaknesses that I've noticed of like his reaction times a little slow and, and things like that. And definitely had me biting my nails, watching these games going like dude, what, what are you doing? But uh, I mean, it's expected to be a rookie and I think he's got a really good future ahead of him um, as a goalie. So yeah. yeah. Um, Pleasant surprise. Yeah, like, yeah, definitely. Like you said, his reaction time's a little slow and that's something that um, it can be, can worked, be on. worked on. It definitely can be worked mm-hmm. on. He's 22 years old. He's only going to get better for right here. Um, he's got really good vision. He his positioning is great. Um, he's all he seems to be in the right spot at the right time, and mm-hmm. he has he has done some stretches and uh, glides across the crease, like uh, with mm-hmm. we were playing Chicago, and um, mm-hmm. 
Patrick Kane broke away from uh, Lindell, um, and he had that right pad stop, um, sliding over on the right, beating beating Patrick Kane to the post. Mm-hmm. Um, there was the stop last night where um, I think it was Dougie Hamilton or Svechnikov. It was one of the two, but they were breaking in um, and then just couldn't lift the puck over his pad, but he had his mm-hmm. pad in the perfect position. Um, he he seems to know where he needs to stand. It's just going to be his reaction time that needs work. Um, mm-hmm. He's got great rebound control. Doesn't let a lot of big rebounds come in. Mm-hmm. Um, and and he can always see around our defense. He's a tiny, tiny goaltender um, compared to uh, Bishop. Mm-hmm. And that's what it concerns me the most. Is now I haven't really been following the goalie situation too much for Bishop. Is he still injured or what's his? What's he's his on recovery right now. Yeah, recovery. Okay. Him. Yeah. Him and Sagan both had surgery, so mm-hmm. they're both right. sitting sitting with surgery. I uh, think, right. if I'm not mistaken, they had it at the end of October, beginning of November. Uh huh. So they should be back around sometime in March. I think it's I back believe. at the end of March. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So. So we'll whenever Bishop gets back, I guess we'll see how the goalie situation switches up there. Is Ben going to immediately walk back into, you know, backup or starting or, you know, with mm-hmm. Otter and uh, Dobby, are they, you know, not going to give up their spots? And then maybe we got to worry about trading Bishop. That's mm-hmm. what scares me the most. Oh, is with I, we're not going to get rid of Ottinger. He can't mm-hmm. leave. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you don't want to get rid of a young talent like that. Yeah, early. And he, he can't. So next year, next year we have to deal with expansion draft. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. Is that for but, Seattle? Yes, for Seattle. Okay. Um, we will not be um, losing Auditor. Auditor is not. Uh, uh, Auditor is a rookie this year. So mm-hmm. there, you have to have two years in the league to become draft eligible mm-hmm. for expansion draft. So he can't. Bishop has a no trade clause, or uh, sorry, a no movement clause. So okay. he actually has to sign a contract stating that he would want to go to Seattle. So we can only leave Hudobin open. Hmm. Um, which doesn't bother me now. Like I love Hudobin. Dobby is one of the greatest goaltenders we had, carried us through the playoffs last year. But I am no longer scared of losing him because Ottinger is as good as he is. I, yeah. I don't want to lose Dobby, but Ottinger is ready. Yeah, um, I was definitely a little worried when, when um, the playoffs ended, kind of thing. The Stanley Cup was over, and I was like, "Oh, we got to keep Dobby." But now I've seen Ottinger. I'm like, no. Nah. I mean, as long as as long as Bishop comes back and he's like ready to go. Yeah, if. It's going to be scary if Bishop comes in and he's just not ready to go. Yeah. Um, if he's if he just can't recover from it, which is going to hurt us, because then it's going to be a what six thousand six million dollar goalie uh, playing as a backup yeah. for Auditor. Yeah, that won't last for long. Yeah. Um, and then. Um, and then let, let's move on to we're gonna we'll hit the um, 
we're going to hit uh, what we want to start doing every podcast is going to be like a hockey slang word of the day, where um, I'm just going to pull a hockey slang term. It might not even be a slang term. It might just be a regular, regular term uh, that normal hockey, um, normal hockey fans might know, and but the casual fan won't, um, and kind of. Now that's Eric, where I come in. Have <laughs> Eric guess at them um, and see if he can get them. Um, and and then I'll explain what the word is. Like uh, like last uh, podcast, I had explained what a, the quarterback was or a power play quarterback was. Um, it's going to be kind of like that, but we're going to have him guess at the word. And then, and then if he doesn't get it or if he thinks he's close um, but doesn't quite know, I'm going to pass it on to Jimmy and see if Jimmy can guess it as well. Ooh. So. So today's word is suey. Oh, God. Uh, a suey. A suey. Um, gosh, all I can think of is like the cow thing when they're like sue or the pig suey. Yeah. <laughs> oh <laughs> man, yeah. That is that what that is? Oh, okay. There, uh, there's another word that it's it's a shortened word of the actual word, but I felt like word. like people do use the word suey. Okay. It, it is used, but it's a bro- shortened word. But if I felt like if mm. I gave you the whole word, it would give it, it would away. be it would give it away. That's that's okay. That's fair. Um, hmm. But the term short... "suey" does get used. I'm gonna. I will now see. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Mm. give me a give me a hint. Can I? I'll take um, one hint if you can. Um, or will I give it away? That that's that's a rough one. Um. This is why I flipped the script. Here, My here, a suey, <laughs> the, the word, the part of the word suey, it's a little bit longer than just, it's it's more than one word. Does, it, phrase, does it have, it's, okay, so it's two uh, words. The whole, the whole phrase is two words, um, but mm. the first word is what's broken down is suey, which is uh, suicide, is what that word is. It's a suey. Oh, a suey. Uh, suicide squad? Suicide play? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Does it have this something to do with like fucking up your own penalty kill? Um, no, but but it is it is pretty much fucking something up. That's that's okay. for sure. That does happen. All right, I'm gonna pass the pass the puck down to Jimmy. Jimmy, you got an idea? Suey. Um, I almost want to just pass it right to you, Steven, so you could explain it because I mean, <laughs> you got no idea. I, I, I've drawn a blank. Hearing Eric explain it, like he probably would have, uh, he probably would have guessed the only thing I could have guessed. I was assuming it was something defensive. Um, no, not quite. So okay, see there. So I go. Suey is uh, if uh, so, it's the whole term is a suicide pass. Um, so a suey is when a defenseman uh, slings the puck um, up to, say, the center man, uh, the person in the uh, neutral zone. So say they're in the mm-hmm. defensive zone, Klingberg throws the puck all the way to Rope Hints. But it's just behind Rope Hints to where he has to kind of pull back a little bit, um, mm-hmm. leaving his head down um, for uh, somebody to full-on collision check for it um suicide pass when you pass the puck and the guy that's receiving the puck instantly gets hit um you you pretty much caused your player to 
you know, suicide pass. Caused your okay. player to get just destroyed. Okay, okay. So uh, just go ahead and let you know, you can reuse this word in about like two weeks, and I will definitely <laughs> forget what it is by the time we do the next podcast. So so I liked, I actually read up the, um, because I thought it was funny, the suicide pass is actually in the um, Urban Dictionary. Oh. And I liked the description they had, actually. Let me pull that back up. It was, when a player passes to the puck to a teammate, but miscalculates his speed and puts the pass slightly behind him. This makes the receiver of the pass turn his head to try and catch the pass and leaves an open check for it that will utterly destroy his spine. Good God. <laughs> yeah. And it's that guy gave me a suicide pass and I got hit so hard my head touched my toes. Um, but yeah, suicide pass. Uh, those. Common term is throwing a suey. Okay. 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 Um. So let's go on to uh, um one of the big ones that I kind of want to talk about that we didn't get to last time because mm-hmm. uh, we were running a little late. Let's, let's talk about um Alexander Ovechkin. Now, even for a casual hockey fan, you've heard the name Alexander Ovechkin. Mm-hmm. Um. The the guy is close, mm-hmm. I guess, in terms close um, to Gretzky's goal record. He is, he's pretty much the only player active in the NHL that has a chance to beat Gretzky's goal record. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, let me look it up here. I got I to gotta make sure he didn't score any goals while I wasn't looking. Um, So he is currently 7th in all-time scoring. He has 711 goals. Um, He is, and it's going to sound like a lot, but he's the closest. Mm -hmm. Um, He's 183 goals behind Wayne Gretzky. Okay. Um, He is, in order to get 6th place, he needs to score 7 more goals to get 8 to get sixth place. Um, and the second place player, so Gretzky has 894 goals. The second place player is Gordy Howe, who has 801. So talking about Alexander Ovechkin having the potential to beat this record, let alone get second place um, by, by getting 800 goals. 802 goals would put him into second. Um, and the uh, Gretzky's unbelievable feat of 894 goals in a short time that he did would be ridiculous. Of course, if Ovechkin breaks the record, he's had like he's going to have like six more years played than Gretzky did, hmm. which is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, let alone, but we were, I was looking at it. And Ovechkin has to score an average of like 36 goals a season. Whew. And play six lot. more seasons. Ooh. Uh, to do it. Which, which isn't unnoticeable. Uh, what, Joe Thornton and Patrick Marleau are both 42 right now playing in the, playing in the NHL. Spezza is 42 years old, 41, 42 years old, and just scored a hat trick two games ago. Like, 
it's not undoable. And he's already got five goals this year in nine games. The only problem that he's going to run into is a year like this, where it's a shortened season. Last year, yeah. shortened season. Lockout year, shortened season. Um, those are what's going to kill him. I was going to say, the, the older you get, like those guys that are in the 40s, like they can't consistently replicate that kind of form. You don't see um, the guy you just mentioned who scored the hat trick. Like he's not, you know, when was the last time he scored a hat trick? Yeah. Yeah. I so. think he scored one for the Stars a couple of years ago, but. Okay. But, yeah, but still, it's, it's still that thing. It's still, mm-hmm. wow. Um, it, it's still as you get older. And Ovechkin is 35 years old. Um, and has played a total of, oh man, I wish it would cheat sheet how many seasons he's played. Um, he has played at least two. Of, he has played 15, 16 seasons now. Um, last year, the shortened season, he played 68 games and got 48 points. So he was 20 goals from a point, a goal a game. Um, okay. His highest goals was 65 goals in one season um and the lockout season he had 32 goals in 48 games in the lockout season so it's not unheard of for him to still score 40 plus goals in a lockout season and if he continues to score he scored 48 points 48 goals last game last year i said last game last year if he scores 40 plus this year with 56 games, even if he scores like 30, 35 next year, he gets a full season. If he scores another 40, um, then he should be golden. As long as he can keep scoring above 40 goals a season, he just makes it a shorter average for when he gets older. He has to get then. Yeah. I think if he scores 40 goals, in the next two years, his average has to be like 30 goals a season after that. So if he can get that gold marker down, it'll be a lot easier for him to hit that mark. Um, sure. And like I said, he needs 180-something. So um, 183, take, I think. Yeah, give or take um, give or take six seasons. Uh, I think he should be able to beat it. I, th- I think he, if he can keep up his pace, which he won't keep up his pace, he'll blow it out of the water. But if he, if he keeps a good pace now and kind of dies off a little bit, it, he'll be okay. I think he can beat it. Um, the dude shoots this dude. Um, other than the lockout season, he has never had a season where he doesn't shoot 300 times. Oh. Hm. His lowest was 220 in the lockout last season with 68 games played. He had 311 shots. Um, the year he had um, 65 goals, he had 446 shots. The year after, he had 528 shots. Shoot or shoot. <laughs> the what only you, player what else can you say? in the last, I think it's the last six years, there's only one player that's above, he's the only player that's above Tyler Sagan in shots taken. Um, I think Tyler Sagan is second in shots taken for the last six years. Um, that's why we need him back on the ice. We need all the shots from him. 
so let's go on. Uh, let's go on from from that little one to um, talk about uh, the trades. The two big trades that happened between last podcast and this one. The first one, the first and second one, both of them affect the stars um, in both ways. Um, we have uh, Pierre Luc Dubois going from the Columbus Blue Jackets to the Winnipeg Jets, and from the Winnipeg Jets. To the Blue Jackets, we get Patrick Laine and Jack Roslovich, which when you say, when you compare Patrick Laine and Jack Roslovich, um, everybody knew, or the normal fan, um, the above standards fan would know who Patrick Laine is. Thank you, because I didn't know. <laughs> he's a goal-scoring machine. He, very young. I think he's only 24 years old now. He might be 23. Um, he can score a lot of goals. Um, he's got a wicked slap shot. Um, but so far, um, I think Jack Roslovich has done more damage um, than Patrick Line has. But Patrick Line has, I think, two goals in three games. And then he got sat because he had an argument with the assistant coach. Um, which goes into the other fact that Pierre-Luc Dubois wanted to leave Columbus because of Tortorella, the coach for the uh, Blue Jackets. And Patrick Laine got sat, and rumor has it, I don't know if it's true, but rumor has it that he asked for a trade out of Columbus now. So, Uh-oh. <laughs> Trouble in paradise. Well, Tortorella is one of those coaches that you either love him or you hate him. He mm-hmm. is a hard-ass coach. Um, he knows exactly what he wants from his players, and if he doesn't get it, he benches them. And that's one of the reasons Pierre-Luc Dubois wanted to leave uh, Columbus. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they lose Patrick Line, it's going to be hard to replace him because after two people have rotated in and out, I don't think anybody's going to want to deal with with Tortorella. I think Tortorella is a great coach. Um, I don't know if he fits in the players' league that it's becoming, where you kind of have to be um, hard on your players like the stars get. Rick Bonus gets hard on his players, but there's still a a friendship between the coach and the players. Um, and uh, did you did you watch any of those games against the Blue Jackets, Eric? Uh, the Blue Jackets? I watched, uh, yeah, I think I watched both of them, actually. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Patrick Laine's the dude who yeah, will I did tee it up. Ones. I remember he'll Laine. tee it up every time. Yeah, because they were talking about him um, uh, when the game was going on about how he was like just scoring like crazy and and yeah, he was doing pretty good the game that I watched and I was like, oh yeah, like I've I'd never heard about him before, but they were talking about how it was like his first goal with the Blue Jackets and how he had just recently gotten traded and I was like, what? What's going on? I think, uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't um, one of our old players on there, uh, on the Blue Jackets as well now? For or is... Blue Jackets? Who am I thinking of? Ooh, um, I know Yanmark plays for Yanmark. Chicago. Okay, that's Yanmark what I was thinking of. No, I got confused during the Chicago game because uh, they were like, oh yeah, Yanmark's on the bench and Dallas is on a power play. And I was like, why Why would we be on the power play if he's on the bench? And I was like, oh yeah, he's on our team anymore. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. That was it. Was fun, and it's fun watching him. He, he. I think he scored a goal against us. I think he's so. A, he's he's got more goals 
for Chicago than he scored last year for us. It's kind of weird when players leave Dallas and become better. That um, hurts. It just yeah, hurt. it hurts. It makes me wonder if it's one of like, were they not, were they just not meeting their potential with the team and like with the other players? It was not just like a good fit, or was it one of those things that like I'm going to show you now that I'm not with Dallas, you know? And they kind of like boost it up, kind of like the ex girlfriend, like I'm going to show you what you missed out on. Yeah, and she she goes to the gym and gets like really ripped, and you're like, okay, dang. Yeah, and and like I was talking about earlier with the Columbus Blue Jackets, and I looked it up to make sure Patrick mm-hmm. Line has five points in six games. He's got four goals, one assist, and Jack Roslovich, who I have never heard before, has nine points in nine games with the same amount of goals as Patrick Line and five assists. So. If you're talking about who won this trade, I think the Blue Jackets 100% won this trade with Pierre-Luc Dubois going to Winnipeg. Not saying that Winnipeg Pierre-Luc Dubois is bad, but when you're getting two players at the caliber of Pierre-Luc Dubois um, for Pierre-Luc Dubois, then I think you won the trade when you get two players out of it um, with the same caliber. Um, and then we'll go ahead and look at the second trade, which was, um, yesterday we had, uh, Cedric Paquette, Paquier, I don't know how to say his name, sounds about right. And Alex Galchenyuk going to Carolina. So we'll have to face these two people. Wonderful. Um, uh, from Ottawa Senators uh, in exchange for Ryan Dezingle. Um, if you watched any of the Carolina games, Ryan Dezingle was kind of there. Um, but that's that's what gets me. Ryan Dezingle's an okay player. Um, it looks like he's been traded around a bit often lately because um, he was with uh, the Senators and he was with some other teams. Um, but now you get Alex Galchenyuk coming in to Carolina. So not only are we having to deal with Eric Stahl with Carolina, who is ripping apart Dallas every time we play him. Eric Stahl, you're now getting a second-line center who could be a first-line center in Alex Galchenyuk, um, which, which kind of scares me because Carolina is already really good. They're very defensive, and they're adding I another. Was, I was shocked about how good uh, the Canes are. So, and... I, I I just feel like last season I didn't hear anything about them, so I didn't really have any expectations for them, I guess. And so when we when we came out and they're just like dominating, I was like, why didn't I hear about these guys last season, like at all? Like they were they were just like weren't even a blip on my radar. The only thing I remember was, you know, when we got to um, the finals against Tampa, and uh, they had changed their their Twitter page to like a Dallas Stars fan page. That's the only thing that I remember about them from last yeah. season. Yeah, they they actually had that going on for for four years. That every time they got mm-hmm. kicked out or the Stars mm-hmm. were in the playoffs and they weren't, they became a yeah. Dallas Stars fan page. Because four years ago, um, the last four teams remaining mm-hmm. in the uh, in the playoffs were all wild card teams and. Carolina was one of them. And then when Carolina lost, they rooted for the other side and it was the stars that were okay. the other team. Um, they were the wild card four is what they called themselves. And I can't remember all the teams for it, but the wild card four. Um, but 
I thought it was really funny when they beat us the second time and then they posted on their Twitter, uh, just so you know, we're not friends anymore. Yeah. And <laughs> that was really funny. Yeah. Um, they had some good back and forth there. Yeah. Um, but no, Carolina was one that I knew. Um, I didn't think they would score as many goals as they were. Um, they have a solid defensive team, though. They have everybody on their defensive squad um, is in some way um, can play on the second line, at least the second pairing on any team. Mm-hmm. Um, they have uh, their uh, the Hayden Flurry, which is who's really good. He's one of their stud defensemen, and then Jacob Slavin, who's again really good. Their second line is Hamilton and uh, Gardner. Jake Gardner, and then mm-hmm. their uh, their third pairing is Pessy and uh, Brady Skay, um, spelled S K J E I. So amazing! There's, there's that one, Brady Skay. Um, Brady Skay was a second line defenseman for the Rangers. Dougie Hamilton was a first line defenseman for um, Calgary. Um, Jacob Slavin was in their defensive core. I don't think, I think Jake Gardner is the only one above the age of 28 on their team, on their defensive squad. Um, Everybody on their defensive squad, other than Gardner, Gardner was still born in 1990. Um, But Dougie Sla- Slavin and Skay were born in 94, and Hayden Fleury was born in 96. That defensive core isn't going anywhere. And that's what's scary about Carolina. Um, yeah, is Car- their, their defense is wild. Their defense is solid. They are a good team that seems to have gotten better with this trade. Um, yes, they lose. So let's look at Let's look at this real quick so I can uh, narrow it down. They lose to Zingle, and I can't look at it because they've neither neither of them have played games. Mm. Uh, so I have to look them up uh, regularly. So we got Ryan Dezingle and Alex Galchenyuk. We won't even look at Plaquier. Uh, Plaquier. Uh, don't don't think I'm saying it right, but I'm also not. Oh, absolutely! It. I don't think I'm no. saying it right either. Um, so we got Ryan Dezingle, who has uh, two goals, two assists, four points in eleven games, and then we got Galchenyuk, who has one goal in eight games. Um, Dezingle is a 28 year old left wing. Galchenyuk is a 27 year old center. Mm-hmm. Looking at points from, let's say, their prime uh, up until 2019, um, Gelchenyuk was a 40-point minimum guy, and Dezingle was a uh, 40-point maximum guy. Um, so if Galchenyuk comes back into, into his prime, he's able to play full speed again. Mm-hmm. Um, just play. He's a much better player than Dezingle is. He is definitely more of a um, a playmaker than Dezingle is. Dezingle's a goal scorer. Um, 
but Galchenyuk is a playmaker. And with uh, Carolina having players like Sebastian Ajo and Tevu Teravainen and um, Svechnikov, um, it's going to be a little rough to play against them with another playmaker on their team. Um, so after that, um, I guess we'll talk about the rest of it um, with the Stars. We've got about, um, I want to say about 20, 30 minutes of Stars talk and general general talk about hockey, what you caught up on, right. um, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, um, we haven't started. We started the podcast before the Stars season played. So we'll, let's talk about the start of the season. Like Jimmy, did you even get like the first couple of games in to watch? I think I watched the first game. Um, I wasn't really good at keeping up with it because I don't have the channel to watch it on my streaming TV package. So I would usually catch it when I'm like was out at other restaurants or whatever, and I saw it on the TV, yeah. or I'd be illegally streaming it at home. Well, don't say that. No, sorry, no, we no, would no, never. No, no. Let's sorry. be very clear here. We would never, ever advocate illegally streaming anything. Let me rephrase that. Alternative methods of uh, watching. Yeah. yeah. So I um, watched it. Also, to be fair, I've been keeping up a l- with it a lot on Twitter. So, like, I follow a lot of like stars beat reporters on there. So, even yeah. when if I can't watch the game, like, I'll, I'll scroll my Twitter feed and I can kind of get a sense of what's going on. Yeah. Um. Well, of course, we get the start of the season. We start off. We start off the season with an unbelievable seven zero victory to the Preds. Yeah, unbelievable. It was. It was a good game to get started on, and it gave me quite a bit of hope. Well, the first, like, I want to say, maybe even four games were yep, really, we started, really good for us. We oh, started yeah. the season off four and zero. We beat Nashville seven to zero. Second game, we beat them three to two. Then we go against Detroit. We we go into overtime against Detroit, um, but we do we do beat out Detroit two to one in overtime. Then okay. we go on to beat them seven to three in Auditor's first game. By the way, mm-hmm. Auditor going seven, uh, letting three in. Stars packing behind him for seven goals. Something Auditor then did not see until later. Again. Um, then we lose to Carolina twice. So we lose to Carolina. We lose four to one. We're thinking, okay, this is fine. We we won four games in a row. We lose one to Carolina. It was bound to happen. We go to Carolina. Then we play the second game against Carolina, and we lose in a shootout to Carolina. So again, we're like, okay, we won four in a row. We lost one to Carolina. Um. Yeah, pretty badly, and then we lose. And then we another one in a shootout, which is fine. Shootout, and then we come back and we play Columbus Blue Jackets, and we beat them six to three. And we're like, hey, okay, this is what we're talking about. Then we go in, and we lose to Columbus again, four to three. And then we're like, okay, this this is okay. Um, We're we lost. We're five and five, one and two now. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, five, two, and one now. So we're looking good, and then we lose to Chicago in mm-hmm. overtime, mm-hmm. and we lose again to Chicago in overtime. Chicago is mm-hmm. one of those teams we should be lighting them up, and we lose two to one overtime. 
Like we it's, should be lighting yeah. Chicago up. It is a weird situation that um, I find this team in right now because I know I think we've I've we've mentioned it in like our group chat and stuff like that, but I don't think we've ever gotten to detail with it. Of like we are not playing terribly. Like I mean, there's some slow starts to some of the games, but it's not like how I felt at the beginning of last season. Where I was like, where like we're like one seven and one or something like that, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, like I had just given up. I was like, whatever, like we're, we suck, we're not making it in. Yeah, and it was a, as a pleasant surprise. It's like we're playing good, but we just can't close the games out. Like most of the games that we've lost since uh, Chicago have been overtime losses. Yeah, we had one game where we lost five to three against mm-hmm. Carolina, or as I like to say, it, we lost four to three, but they scored an empty net goal. Um. Mm. <laughs> uh, and then and then we lose again in the shootout uh, yesterday to Carolina. Um. So yeah, we lost three times. We got the we still got a point. Three out of the four, we got a point. Um, which still sucks. It's still sour, sour taste in your mouth. Um, still a loss. Uh, we play Monday. We play tomorrow, and we play Tuesday. Um, and we played back-to-back game against Nashville at home. Hey, t- tomorrow is the uh, reverse retro jersey day. Hey. Oh, hell yeah. Um, so, so yeah, we, cool. we play Nashville. So hopefully we um, play them like we did the start of the season. And we get our strive back because then we have to play, play against Tampa Bay. I hope that we are ready to play against Tampa Bay. Because right now... In our division, Tampa's number one, which I think is what I called. I don't remember. But um, I think we both had Tampa Bay pretty high. I mean, Tampa, I mean, they played so well in the playoffs, or I mean, in the finals and all through the playoffs last year that it was was kind of a no brainer. Like, that was like an easy pick. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, But uh, yeah, I hope that we, we. find out what's going on. Cause like I said, I don't think that we're playing bad and, um, yeah. And it's, it's just, yeah. So it's it's not like right Auditor now. is stopping us either. The game yesterday's game was with Auditor. We lost in a shootout. He only let up three goals. Um, Chicago, both Chicago games. He only let up one and then one in overtime. Um, mm-hmm. And then he played in Detroit where we lit it up for him. I think he played in the Columbus game where we won six to three. Mm-hmm. Um, I could be wrong there, but he's always seen us produce. Yeah, we won six to three and he was in net. Um, he's always seen us produce in front of him and then we don't produce for him. Um, so it kind of was like, hey, <laughs> right. Why? Yeah. Why? Where are the where were these goals at? Where are these goals yep. at? Um, What's the deal, guys? Come on. Yeah, it's 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 saying something when you when you lose two to one in overtime. Um, Yeah, when when you've won these games that are seven to three, and then you lose twice two to one. um, Because because what do they say? Um, uh, One time is um, oh man, I can't remember the phrase. It's okay, you can do it. One time is. one time is luck, twice is a um It's like a trend or something. Tr- like that. Twice is a trend, yeah. yeah. Um and 
and it hurts, especially a team. I don't want to say Chicago's bad because they have a solid team, but Chicago has not been doing well the past two years. And for us to light up Columbus and light up Nashville and light up, uh, I don't want to say light up Detroit because it's Detroit, uh, <laughs> but to light up Columbus and Nashville and then not be able to do the same against Chicago kind of hurts. Yeah. It's just got to work out. Why are, can we not be consistent against these teams? Yeah. Um, and then, and then again, last night we, we hustled, we outplayed Carolina. Um, we just couldn't score. Um, that being said, let's kind of talk about, we, of course, we've talked about a little bit about Ottinger, um, rookie mm-hmm. goaltender. Uh, they're, uh, Ottinger and Hudobin are splitting, splitting games. Uh, Ottinger's played six. Hudobin's played seven games. Um, Ottinger is the better one of the two right now with a, um, a 9-10 save percentage. Um, and a 2.3 goals against average, and Hudobin has a 9.02 save percentage um, with a 2.75 goals against average. So Ottinger is actually playing better than Hudobin is right now as well, which is really surprising. It's it is um, shocking, isn't it? And and I think you, I don't know if you said something about it, but you didn't watch yesterday's game, Eric. Right, I did not. Ooh, I caught so- well. I actually I caught like, a little bit of the highlights. I went. Uh, they were replaying it, and I was able to watch it, and so I was able to see bits and pieces of it. But so, did you see when we pulled our goalie? Uh, the Pavelski goal. No, not just the Pavelski goal, but the um, what happened right before the Pavelski goal. Oh, the Heiskanen yeah. save? Yeah, the Heiskanen, the Heiskanen spitting save. backwards? Yeah, that's what, I was, that's what I was referring to. Like, right <laughs> before that Pavelski goal, because it was empty net, and I was like, oh, wow, like, they're going to get that. And then, boom, he took it and lined him up for that. I mean, he basically gave Pavelski the goal and saved us from, you know, an empty netter. Yeah, Heiskanen is one of those guys. He hasn't been uh, producing points this year. Oh, never mind. He went from the one or two assists that I saw him with last last time mm-hmm. and he's at eight assists now. So well there you uh, go. He's doing something right again. Uh John Klingberg still has um two goals, ten assists, and he's second. Um Giryanov has eleven points. Hints has ten points. Radulov has eleven. That's another thing. Uh we're missing out Radulov um which kind of hurts. He's kind of the amp player in our team. Um, mm-hmm. When he's hot, everybody's hot. So having him out is um, hurts. Jamie Ben has been playing like Jamie Ben, and I'm liking. Yeah, it. Um, I I I think it's really telling. So the first was it a couple games, I guess maybe uh, Jamie Ben was out. Right, he had like an injury, or maybe it was like right after the first the game first or something game. like that. First game, yeah. he got injured, and then yeah, yeah, and he was out. And we were playing, I mean, we were playing fine because, I mean, we won the next couple games, right? But you can tell his presence on the ice is, you know, it really does boost the team up. I don't I don't think he's the best player on the Stars at all. That's obviously revert, reserved for Pavelski. Um, <laughs> but I think just having Ben on the ice is a morale booster for a lot of people. Oh, like. Yeah. Like, he is not the best player. He can't be as physical as he used to be. Uh, 
but he still is physical, but he, I think the way that he takes up for his team members and the way that he looks out for them definitely, you know, inspires them to do and be more than they would give. if He's not there. He is. I, I don't know if I would have said this last season because I wasn't paying, I wasn't really looking for it, you know, but looking at it this season and watching the difference between how they played when he was off the ice and when he was on the ice, I was like, there it's like night and day to me, to me at least. Now, remember, I'm the hockey noob, so if someone's like, you're you're no. a moron, go ahead and let me know. <laughs> no, the people listening, the five people. He's definitely he's definitely actually we actually looked it up right before uh, when we were talking. Yeah. Me and me and uh, the Jimster, Jimster, uh, we're talking. Uh, we've had. We've had, I think, six people listen to it from Spotify, and three people downloaded it from RSS. So um, that's nine people. That's that's not a Watch lot, out. but we're that's coming. More we're than, coming in hot. Watch that's out! More boys. than I thought would ever listen to this. We Taking are almost. We are almost at double digits, boys. And and uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Me and Eric both didn't listen to it. Yeah, I, I did. Not. I also so, did not listen. So I people, will not. So there you go. People are going. Voice. Oh, people are who are going. Oh, nine nine people listen to it. Oh, you got three right there. I don't think either, any of us listen to it. So yeah. we're not uh, going to pump our numbers like that. We're better than that. We have uh, morals and integrity here. <laughs> that's one. Um, that's I guess one way of putting it. Yes. <laughs> I will. I will also be probably plugging our um, plugging socials. At the end of next podcast, because I'm going to create Twitter account, all that kind of stuff, kind of kind of keep it up to date. Uh, what they have, post some mm-hmm. hockey stuff whenever something happens. Um, posting star stuff all the time, um, and uh, that's what I'll that's what I'll be doing from now on. I'll be working on the Twitter stuff. Um, but yeah, let's talk about. We talked about um, Auditor. Um, let's talk about um, our our other rookies here. Talks so, about under. Talks about Hudobin kind of being a little off. Yeah, let's let's talk about. Um, he hasn't shown much on the scoreboard, but he has shown a lot on the ice. Um, tied to Landria. Yeah. Um, he touches the ice. Um, he's one of those players that like. When he got his first goal, it was like he he needed it. It it was something we knew was going to be coming. Um. But whenever the kid touches the ice, his name is always said. He's always going into the corner for a puck. He's always digging it out. He's always in the middle of the action. He He's in the right place at the right time. It's only a matter of time before this kid starts scoring. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a great player. Good hustle. Um, uh, I'm surprised that it took him... Uh, uh, okay, I, I'm not surprised. He's he's what 20 years old. Um, he's a good player. Uh, he's solid. Uh, he definitely doesn't look like he's 20 when he's in the corner with uh, a bunch of the big brutes mm-hmm. of defensemen. Um, kid's good. Only has two two goal. I mean, two points, a goal and an assist in 10 games. Um, he's a plus one though, which means he's when he's on the ice, the uh, opponents don't score as much. Um, good kid, good defensive kid. He's reliable and he's fast, so he can get back mm-hmm. on defense. Let's talk about the other one that I know Eric knows a little bit about and wanted him to play. Um, Jason Robertson. Yes, 
scored his first goal was a Giryanov first goal. Uh, mm-hmm. I make fun of that because Giryanov and Robertson's first goal were off of their butt and into the net. <laughs> Both of their first goals were off their butt into the net. Um, so they never even swung at the puck. They scored because it bounced off of them, which I mean, it's a way. Hey, it is a goal. It's a goal. If it goes in the net, that's all that matters. But last night's goal. Last night's goal from Robertson is amazing. and It speaks to the talent that I think that he has. The few games that he's been in, he has been part of or made a goal. Yeah, he he has five points. He's got two goals, three assists in Mm -hmm. seven games. And that one goal last night definitely shows what he's capable of. I mean, it was passed right to him in the slot, and there was no hesitation, no time to settle the puck down. It was near his stick and slapped it right into the right side of the net. Um, He didn't think about it. He just fired, um, and that's mm-hmm. and that's kind of what you need to do in that situation, especially when you were down three one. Um, and then I brought it up. Uh, he's a p- plus two as well, so he again scores more or is a part of a play when we score more mm-hmm. than when the opposing team does. That being said, I wanted to also bring up the fact that because we were talking about it, having Radulov missing hurts. Radulov is a plus eight. Um, Dang. He is a monster when he's on the ice. When he's on the ice, we generally score. Again, because he's just a phenomenal player to play with, and he will dig in the corner and get in the dirty spots all day long and fight for every puck. He takes penalties because of it, but... Yep, he is a penalty machine, but he does also produce when he is on the ice. I will say that. He He's not as much of a liability as he was last year, though. Like yep. during the playoffs last year, I would I was about about to hate Radulov because of all the penalties he was getting us. Yeah, he's he's definitely one of those players who tries way harder, and that's why he gets penalties. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you you have anything to uh, bring into the situation there, uh, Jimmy, for anything I- that you've noticed? Honestly, the only thing I was really curious to talk about in terms of star talk, stars talk was the goalkeeper situation because that definitely intrigues me moving forward. But we obviously won't see how that turns out until probably the end of March. Yeah, when we get Bishop back, we'll have to figure it out. I'm kind of, um, it's weird because because Ottinger and Hudobin are splitting. Um, if we drop. Um, Auditor back down to even taxi squad. You're removing Auditor from play, and the kid needs to be playing. Mm-hmm. So is that where you you drop Auditor down, um, and you bring Colton Point or Landon Bow up for taxi squad and let Auditor finish out in the AHL? Um, or do you drop Anton Hudobin down to the taxi squad? Or do you keep Bishop in the taxi squad? It's kind of one of those weird things. What? What do, do you we know? Do we know when the trade is? There a trade deadline for the season yet? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, because trade... I would like to bring up a take. Okay, let's hear it. Uh, 
tra- trade deadline is April 12th. Okay, April 12th. Um, I think by April 12th, we are going to lose either of Q Dobin or Bishop. Hmm. Hmm. I don't think we lose Bishop because I don't think Bishop will waive his no movement clause. That's why I said either or. So we will see what happens. I know this is a take. So, you know, it could go wrong. I'm fully expecting it to go wrong. But, I mean, if we have a situation where we have a surplus of goalies, I don't see why we wouldn't try to possibly trade one of them away to maybe bolster our squad in some way. Yeah. Okay. So it's. It's interesting. Oh, so what? What I'm thinking is, kind of going back to the, um, the what are we gonna do when we get Bishop back on there? It's like, um, Ottinger is really good. I don't think they're going to to push him taxi squad if he keeps up the way that he has doing. If he keeps outplaying Bishop, or not Bishop, Hudobin, there. I don't think they're gonna bump him down to taxi squad or AHL or anything like that. I think they're gonna want to stay with what's hot. Yeah, but so so here's the here's the dilemma we get in if you keep him in because he's hot. We get to the playoffs and you don't know how this kid's going to perform in the playoffs. Playoffs are a totally different game. That being said, the game right now is a totally different game because we're playing the same teams over and over again. Um mm-hmm. it's it's rough to judge where where we're going. Um, and I looked it up. Um, Bishop is supposed to return around March 21st, so mm-hmm. the end of March. And Sagan is supposed to be returning April 2nd, so the beginning okay. of April. Um, they could return early. Sagan's done it before, where he's returned early from injury. And I don't know about Bishop. Usually with Bishop, he he's usually late. Um, but yeah, I... I think simply because of Hudobin's playoff record, you you throw Ottinger down to AHL. Just let him finish out and play starter in the AHL to finish it out. Um, and then you, because you're getting rid of you're you're losing somebody next year. Mm-hmm. You're losing Dobby most likely next year because Seattle's going to want a goalie. Um, Hudobin led us to the. Stanley Cup Finals, I think we lose Dobby. Seattle's going to be like, give us him. If we're going to make it to the playoffs, he's going to be it. Um, I don't know how many other teams have a good backup goalie that can be a starter. Um, And I say that, but we've got uh, Chicago's, both Chicago's goalies. Um, Mm -hmm. We've got uh, Peter Mrazek, um, and Nieldovich, Nedelkovich with uh, Carolina, Peter Morazic and Nedelkovich. Mm-hmm. Man, his name is difficult to say sometimes. <laughs> um, and then we've got uh, we've got goalies all over the place that can probably um, go somewhere, but um, but Hudobin is the only one that went to the Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um so other than that um I mean we're we're looking at it. the stars are um they're playing well um they can't finish the goals aren't there um the the passing is connecting unlike it was last year um 
a hundred percent play the whole time um is there wasn't last year um but now the goals are kind of coming but we're still missing the goals we're still missing the finishing um I can definitely see that they're not like the passes are connecting, but they're not trying to play too pretty. Um, they're they're taking shots instead of looking for passes sometimes, which is what they need to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we have we have everybody scoring goals. Uh, we have nine goals from Pavelski, then four from Guriana, four from Hints, three from Radulov, three from Ben, three from Dickinson, two from Klingberg, two from Robertson. Two from Cogliano, two from Alexiak. We everybody scoring goals. Um, that's not an issue, um, but it's the amount that's being scored. Uh, we have Pavelski mm-hmm. scoring nine goals, and then the next person scoring four, um, and then after four, it's three, and then two. And I mean that's how you count. But there's not very many people with three or four goals. There's five people with three or four goals, and then it's uh, four more people with two goals, and then it's ones. So I just think there needs to be more people scoring a a handful of goals, and that's where I think we're missing from Radulov not being there, and definitely from Sagan uh, not For being sure. there. For sure. Because I think... In this play style right now, I think Sagan would be thriving with Pavelski right now. I think both of them would be lighting up the scoreboard. Um, yeah, I think if if we have Sagan back, then I think we're definitely going to see an uptick in in goals and playing because it, it's we're again we're not playing bad, but you're still we're I still feel like we're not playing at a hundred percent because we're missing a very important piece. Yeah. So. We're, yeah, we're missing nine and a half million dollars. Um, yeah, <laughs> you can say uh, it's somewhat important. But yeah, but other than that, um, I think the stars can actually bring it up. If we start playing better, it's going to help. Um, I say, mm-hmm. before we get Sagan back, if we keep ourselves above a six hundred team, mm-hmm. and by the time we get Sagan back, if we're above six hundred, we'll make the playoffs and uh go far um if we if we can stay above 600 i think we're at five um Mm -hmm. we're at five six five no we're we're 583 right now okay we're 600 i think i think we can keep uh i think we can make it far into the playoffs by the time second comes back if we're above 600 that and he stays healthy. Yeah. Yep. Yep. No more injuries. Yeah. Got to stay pristine, guys. Don't get hurt. Yeah, I was a little worried because that laundry list of uh, injuries on Sagan. I mean, he's the kind of guy who puts the team ahead of himself, which for sure is very noble. But at the same time, I'm like, dude, you need to take care of yourself before you're not helpful to the team at all. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Yep. Um yeah, so I guess that's all the uh all the talk for today. Um we'll we're trying to figure out a schedule which is nice and uh can accurately put out some podcasts regularly instead of far and few between. Um but uh yeah, that's enough. That's uh, about it for today and uh we'll 
get back to you with episode three whenever it comes out and i'll hit you uh, up with the hopefully some... much sooner than the last one yeah yeah and hopefully some twitter handles and everything done um at that point um probably twitter i don't know if i'll do instagram just yet i don't think there's really much of a point for instagram really for this you'd be surprised <laughs> You're the Instagram guys. Don't count it out. Don't count it out. Don't knock it till you try it there, boy. I got Instagram for the soccer blog, so you know Ah, there there could be one for the hockey pod. Just give it some time. That's probably what I'll do. Um and then uh so I'll definitely do a Twitter. I'll get an Instagram going. Um and then there's not really much after that for the Facebook group. Uh yeah. Yeah, single moms Facebook group. Do we have any listeners on Asino Weibo? Yeah, um, if right now, not at all. (laughs) I don't know, but I can add it to our podcast list. So we right now, I I heard it's our podcast popular in China. If if you have any recommendations right now, you can um, email me at puck in selly podcast at gmail.com is what I'm using right now. So is it it puck the letter N selly? No, it's Puck in I N Selly. So it's P U C K I N Selly C E L L Y podcast at gmail.com. Um, if you guys listen to it and you want to send in some recommendations on the email, I can do there and then I'll get the Twitter set up so it's easier to kind of do recommendations. Or we could then, do listener questions. And list, ooh, listener, that's a good one. Questions. Twitter, listener questions. Twitter listener questions would be fantastic. Um, so, yeah, that's about it for today. And um, we'll catch you next time. Thank you. See you. Thank you.